0: is a podcast Each turn, active service member discuss their thoughts and opinions on various issues surrounding military life, current events, and The statements heard here are the opinions of its members and guests. These do not necessarily like the views of farm events and are not endorsed or swammered in any way. Listener, your discussion advised. <laughs> Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Pit Talk, Pulling Pits and Opinions with your host Gunny G. We're back after a week break. I know I can't give you more, but I know you want more. It's okay, but we got a special guest Haley in from the East Coast. Uh, but before we get there, and before we introduce him, um, follow, like, subscribe everywhere you get your podcast, uh, all plat- social media platforms. Uh, follow, like, subscribe, whatever you whatever you want. If you don't, pfft, I'm still sleeping at night. We do this for you, ladies and gentlemen. So again, uh, pit talk, Pulling pits, and opinions. Follow, like, and subscribe on Spotify. Max, can you hear me?
1: I hear you loud and clear, brother.
0: I see you. I, we had some uh, some some technical difficulties this early, just a couple seconds ago. We were wearing the same color shirt. I don't know about that.
1: Yeah, well, you know, you got to give me a warning, man. <laughs> I tell you what, like, I, I, I should have put that in the in the in the pre notes. You know, like, wear this color, don't wear that color,
0: whatever. Oh you know? uh, shoot, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. I, I see you in those green green skivvy. Either you're a, a skivvy shirt, plain skivvy shirt, or a super suited out guy. I see it. You got some nice yeah, suits well, on. It looks
1: like a, a it, it looks like a plain skivvy shirt, but it's actually not a skivvy shirt. It's a regular like long t shirt. But uh, yeah, yeah. And, and suits, man, you got to look sharp. Like you know, people when you like how you when you, you like how you look, you feel good. You know, you, mm-hmm. act, you, know, you know, you know what I mean. It's
0: oh fun. yeah, you look good, you feel good. I'm about it. Um, uh, ladies and gentlemen, the eighty four twelve experience, we're going to give you transparency, honesty, the good, the bad, the ugly. So you understand before you submit that package to become an eighty I'm going to tell you that right now. I don't know about that. We'll get it. We'll get into it though. Um, right from the, right from the cut, uh, Max, where are you from? Married with kids.
1: Yeah, no. So I'm from, um, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. That's where I'm originally from. So the first district up there, um, you know, East coast life. It's cold, you know. uh I, I'm married. I have a, a beautiful wife. She's a U.S. diplomat. I have um a a beautiful son. He's two and a half years old. Crazy as as ever, you know what I mean? So, hundred yeah. percent, man.
0: Welcome. I did look you. You keep your personal life very, very, very close, and I appreciate that because you know it's it's ain't none about nobody's business what happens up, at 100%. home, you know.
1: Especially I was actually having that conversation with her, like. Uh, not long ago, because you know, she's like, "Oh, you never, you know, post anything about me." I'm like, "Look, like, I don't want somebody, one of these these haters, like, you know, like, you know, say something about my wife, and I get out of character, you know." She's like, "Well, you know," and then I told her, "Like, think about think about some of the legends. Think about, uh, you know, uh, our boy, uh, what's his name, Joe Rogan, right? Like, who's his wife? No one knows who Joe Rogan's wife is." You know? mm-hmm.
0: so. you're right, you right. Hey, I appreciate that, man. No, I don't. I to be honest, I only post on the what is those what is the reels or the stories? The stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but, uh, well, that's good, man. How long have you been married?
1: Uh, About five years now, man.
0: Congratulations. Five
1: years. Uh, and, you know, I'll just be transparent, right? Because that's what we're talking about. This is my second round. You know, it's my second marriage and uh, I was married as a young Marine. Like a lot of young people that get married early and um, I was one of them, you know what I mean? High school sweetheart and that lasted like three and a half years and, and, and you know, wish her well, hopefully she's doing great. Uh, and then love of my
0: life is that's good dude hey if you ain't got one divorce or one njp you're in a real marine you know what i'm saying that's what i hear a lot so <laughs> <laughs> uh, you probably know that from experience so i'm still working on my yeah, first you know. and i'm still pretty got a pl- pretty clean record but congratulations on the five years of marriage man i hope i hope it you know Appreciate i'm you. praying for you hope it works out <laughs> and it will hopefully yeah. you can put the time in because that eighty four twelve life man holy mackerel but how long have you served and in what capacities besides uh, being an eighty four twelve?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. You know, like, I, the cool thing about the, the Marine Corps is there's so many opportunities and so many different things that you can do. And so, like, when I, I first enlisted uh, back in 2010, I, um, uh, my mom, she's crying. We're doing parental consent. And I'm thinking just like everybody else, hey, the Marine Corps, you know, infantry, fighting, like, that's what, you know, I was 17 years old. That's what everybody thinks. Uh, and she's like, you know, he's a musician. He's a musician. She's crying. And he looks over at me like with dollar signs in his eyes. Oh, you play music, huh? You know, me op contract, baby. So I, I started my career in the Marine Corps band. I did that for four years uh, in Hawaii. I got to uh, Quantico. And honestly, you know, mad respect to the Marine band. But it definitely was not for me, right? The culture, the vibe. I was like, this isn't really the Marine Corps experience I was expecting. Um, and so, you know, I started doing as much TAD anywhere I could. Um, I eventually got attached to the ceremonial platoon at Quantico and I did, um, I was, I became the, the, one of the pallbearers for the Quantico National Cemetery, uh, and Ace and I, that, you know, the, those cemeteries in that area. So we were just doing tons of c- c- ceremonies for funeral honors for, you know, old Marines that had passed away and their families. And then I became the color sergeant of, uh, Marine Corps Base Quantico and I worked directly for Colonel Bentley at the time, which was awesome. And uh, and I got selected for staff sergeant took over that platoon as um, the, the staff until I see of the ceremonial platoon, which was fantastic the experience for me, because as you can imagine, like, you know, that was really like, I mean, had leadership positions where, you know, fire team, squad leader, whatever, but it's like in a garrison capacity. So yeah. you don't really, but you know, as a brand new staff starting the day I pinned on those Chevrons, those rockers, they gave me that ceremonial platoon, you know, the old staff as I see was retired. That was his last day. So now I was in charge of 30, You Lance Corporals through Sergeants and like it was a huge learning curve for me but exactly what I needed for another year and a half two years before I jumped into recruiting duty and to learn that maturity to learn you know a lot of the stuff that uh, unfortunately the band life has uh you know didn't teach me right because I didn't have a chance to be in the field a lot I didn't have a chance to do a lot of that stuff and so you know it really kind of filled the gap there for me
0: so I'm I'm gonna ask you this question your favorite duty station but it sounds like where you're at is probably where your favorite, where your favorite duty station's
1: at, huh? You know what? Um, and wherever I'm at at any point in my life is where my favorite duty station is, oh. right? Um, I'm I'm a, I'm a man who, who who blooms where he's planted. Um, and I learned that early in my career. Uh, when I was in Hawaii, that was the best time of my life. When I was at Quantico, that was the best time of my life. And now here in RS Fort Lauderdale, beautiful, you know, northern Miami area. Wow. Uh, it's the best time of my life. You know, so like, I, I, I don't... Um, I'm just I'm just fortunate, man. I'm grateful.
0: That's good, dog. You know, I'm
1: grateful for the
0: opportunity. We're in Washington. It's gloomy, rainy, and cold. Ugh. And then yeah, you look I mean, nice, you look nice and tan. I look nice and pale. That's the that's the weather. That's the weather out here. So um so obviously you have Hawaii, you have Quantico. How how have how has the Marine Corps benefited your life experience, right? Now, moving into eighty four twelve?
1: Uh, so are you asking like specifically how being an 8412 has helped my, my, my life or just the Marine Corps in general? Both. Okay. So, well, you know, I, I'll start from the beginning. You know, like for me, the Marine Corps was a, a great opportunity because how I grew up, it broke, it broke the cycle of my family, right? Like my, my, you know, my, my family, I, I love my mom. She's doing so much better now. Uh, she moved to West Virginia, got some clean air, but growing up. Both my parents were addicted to, to drugs heavily, crack cocaine, alcohol, a lot of abuse, a lot of, uh, neglect, a lot of just like tra- trauma as a child. And so, you know, my sister's not, you know, she, she's going through a lot of troubles. My brothers, like everybody's going through things. And so, you know, at 18 years old, I'm like, I got to get the hell out of here. I have to, I have to pop smoke. I got to figure out what I'm going to do. And so, um, I was like, you know, the military is an option. And then everybody's talking, our uh, Marines are the toughest, Marines are the hardest, blah, blah, blah. And I thought I was just like the toughest kid in the world. And so, like, I'm like, you know what? Like, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it, right? So I walk into the Marine Corps office and I I get started on that process. And so, you know, what it did for my life, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, there has been some challenges. I look back in my time in the Marine Corps and there's been some challenges. But, you know, ultimately, to to have the financial stability that I have, to have um, the opportunities that I have, I'm, I'm very, 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 very close to finishing my degree and it's not something I necessarily care about. Like, I don't think a degree is, is, is something I personally need to, to be successful, but I'm here. I might as well finish it. Like it's yeah. free. Right. And so like, that's something that I would have million in a million years, never done. Otherwise, um, the, the type of person I've become like, you know, my, my temperament, my ability to communicate, my ability to think through situations. Um, it, it, I don't, I, I owe everything in my life to the United States Marine Corps. That's a fact. Um, as far <laughs> as recruiting duty itself goes, you know what I mean? Um, recruiting duty has it, it, i'll tell you what like for me you know and again everyone's got their knack everyone's got their thing and recruiting is my thing not just recruiting but communicating persuasive communication sales um motivational speaking inspiration like that is what i do it's what i've always done i just did it in capacities that i didn't recognize i was doing it mm. i was always the confidant i was always the, the counselor for the family i was always the you know that's just my role i've always been in that role uh when i was a kid you know, I was getting in trouble with girls and like, you know, one girl would catch her with another girl. And I'm like yeah. talking my way out of the situation. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so like, I've always had this, 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 uh, this knack for, for communicating with people. And so when I became a recruiter, you know, I met my recruiter immediately. I was like, I want to be a recruiter because I see these guys. I walk into the Marine Corps recruiting station and it was 69th street in, in Philadelphia, upper Darby, that borderline there in Delaware County, Pennsylvania. Um, it's like it's like a desolate wasteland i walk inside you know this office and it's like i went to a new universe and so um you know i'm thinking these are marines united states marines and they're in the civilian world and they're just like chilling out here doing like god's work like i want to <laughs> do it and so you know, that was always the, the plan for me um and so being a recruiter was something I was always going to do. And when I did it and I came out here, I had the right mindset. My, my, my thought process was this, like I'm going to master this craft. And I, I bought into it. I buy into everything I do. When I was 16 and I worked at the hardware store, I was the geeky kid with the boots and the shirt tucked in and, the, and this, you know, knife on my belt. And like how people like I was just, that's just how I am, you know? And so like when I was in a band and I would sit down behind the kit in front of 2000 people in Tonga or New Zealand, and I'm playing for an audience, I have to put myself in the mindset, I'm the best drummer that has ever existed. I got to be the best drummer that's ever existed. And, and by, by believing that and putting that, those types of thoughts in your mind and anything that you do, you start to portray that, right? And so I did the same thing on recruiting duty where, like, recruiting became my hobby. I, didn't, I no longer play video games. I no longer, you know, play music. I'm a piano player too now, like drums. I put everything on the wayside. And I, I just focused on sales. I focused on reading. I focused on, I'm, I'm watching videos on YouTube. Who, I'm watching guys sell refrigerators. I'm watching guys sell cars. I'm watching guys sell houses. Like, I'm watching, you know, different, I'm watching everything I can about people closing on somebody, selling something. And I bought into it. And so, you know, and then I started to click. And I started to realize this is the most powerful Skill that any person can learn in the world because if you can communicate and if you can persuade somebody and you could have no idea what you're talking about, you could have no skill in what you want to do, but if you can get the other person to buy into your crazy ass idea, you'll get what you want. Mm. And so I was like, I got to master this thing, and so you know I I I did, and then uh, becoming an eighty four twelve. Was a no brainer. I went to the schoolhouse for uh, for recruiting basic recruiter course BRC, not the uh, cool combat, you know, recon guys, but BRC, the uh, the the communication reconnaissance, right? <laughs> and uh, you know, I remember seeing the the instructor, the all eighty four twelves, and he had this gold name tag. And I'm like wearing this like shitty black name tag, uh, and I'm like, hey man, like, um, how do I get one of them gold name tags? Like that's way cooler than this one. And he's like oh you got
0: to be an 84 12 to get this I'm a career recruiter and I'm like that's what I'm gonna be <laughs> <And that was laughs> it, the gold oh, tag I got mean. him that's crazy dog so obviously man. obviously your entire your entire career thus far has has benefited you as a man has benefited you um in in your future and business endeavors um can, do you have any currently or are you working on the side or are you trying to hustle a little bit on the side with you know with the the, the tangible mm-hmm. Thing, crafts that the marine corps has provided you
1: um so you know that's a great question like um i've always been entrepreneurial man like because the people who don't know me uh, they wouldn't they wouldn't obviously know that and, but so like my entire time in the marine corps i've always been an entrepreneur so just to give you a, a backstory that when i was in um when i was in hawaii i i, I always moonlight you know i was a bouncer at a club when i got to quantico I actually started my own um, security company called henchman LLC and it, it flopped on its head and didn't laugh at all. And, and but the idea was like, you know, I had a couple of different bars and I had a team of five or six guys. None of them were Marines, just big old black dudes that just wanted to make a hundred bucks a night. And, you know, I, I, I got some contracts from different places and I put my guys out there and I, you know, and, and we would make some money. And, and so, you know, I started a little company where I was, um, I had a couple of inventions that I had made, you know, for, for, music and for, you know, things like that. I was working with some people, some manufacturers in Thailand and trying to get them to like help out. And that didn't work out. And then I started like an online store and I was doing that for a while and that didn't work out. And, you know, it, it's just like, <laughs> I've always been like just this guy trying to, to move pieces. And so, uh, when I found this, this, this skill, this, this passion, I guess I won't really call it a skill. I call it more of a passion, um, for communication, for sales, for recruiting. Uh, I realized like, this is not only something that I can, um, not only something that I can benefit from as a Marine, but this is, this is something that I can, you know, utilize my entrepreneurial, you know, passions and, and to, to hopefully expand it. So uh, as of right now, I'm not currently doing anything for money. I am, um, you know, utilizing the Marine Corps platform and I'm, I'm capitalizing on just simply, um, you know, uh, my title and status as an assistant recruiter instructor for Lauderdale to simply inspire, motivate, train and coach recruiters in the entire Marine Corps. That is the reason why I created the Instagram. It's not just to have a small spe- sphere of influence in Fort Lauderdale. I was like, I want to take the things I learned in, in my first station, the things I learned in my second station, the things I'm teaching people as an assistant recruiter instructor here, it's working. People are crushing it. I want to give it to everybody. So I created the Instagram to do just that. And um, it's been extremely impactful. So my intent is to, um you know, um, You know, between sales, motivational speaking, putting that together and using the remainder of my eight years in the Marine Corps to create a brand of what I do. And what I've been doing is developing my own sales process, which has been patented and copyrighted. So nobody can steal my stuff and Uh. talk about non-MC3 stuff. okay? I will come get you. But, um, you know, my own sales process that uh, is similar, but much different than what the Marine Corps teaches us. And then I'm going to my plan is to master that craft over the next eight years and then do one of two things uh, upon retirement, which is going to be to either find a nice, cushy job at a company that's going to pay me half a million dollars a year to teach them just that thing. And, and or start my own company. But I haven't decided um, which direction I want to go with it yet. So, you know, uh, but I do mentor people. I do coach people. I had a coaching. Um, uh, I had a coaching company I put on hold for a little while that and That's what the Dutton Mindset brand actually started. Uh. Um, where, you know, uh, I had a couple, I had clients in Europe, I had some clients in Africa, I had some clients in, in the, in, in the West Coast where, you know, <clears> they <throat> buy one of my courses, was like hundred bucks and for eight weeks for a hundred bucks. I was just doing it for free, really, just to see if it worked. Um, I would just coach them through getting through life, getting through challenges, like people who feel unfulfilled. Like, how do you become fulfilled? You know, like, Uh, For example, you know, like I talk about the piano. I've only played the piano for two or three years, but it's something I've always wanted to do. And I realized I'm like, do I want to be one of those people who says, you know, I want to I want to do something and then live my entire life, the one life I get and just never do it? No. And so, like, I wanted to teach that concept to people. If you want something, you got to go get it. And all you got to do to go get it is just start doing it. Find somebody who's doing it whoever's doing it already, just take them, take their framework, their blueprint and just do it again because there's enough to go around. There's, there's, there's so much wealth to go around. There's so much, there's so many people who want to, you know, there's an audience for everybody. So there's no oversaturation. There's 8 billion people and people. Don't realize how many people there. there's enough for everybody.
0: Yeah. You know, so that's awesome dog. So here, here's a question for you. I know that you started the the Dutton uh, mindset and, uh, you caught me. You got my attention because you know I like how you uniform your 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 little clips. Nothing changes. It stays the same unless you're out somewhere. You know, talking with with other recruiters and other people, but. Social media obviously is, is a way way of the future, right? Social media, internet communication through social media platforms. It's the way of the future. And I think the Marine Corps is headed in the right direction because, as you can see, the Commandant of the Marine Corps, our Major of the Marine Corps, they're starting to push little video clips out there. So I think they're I think they figured it out now and now kinda of, they're kinda of riding the gravy train. Do you recommend social media for everybody or just just some people that use it for the good?
1: Like man, I'll tell you um, <clears throat> you know, um, I knew a guy who um, was a smart guy, really good guy, but he had a temper on him, you know, he had a temper on him. And so one day he goes um, and he purchases a gun from a gun show and it's a beautiful gun. He loves guns. He's a great guy. He's got a family, everything like that. And so, you know, he's driving this car one day, somebody cuts him off the road. He gets all angry. They get into a dispute. He shoots on the street, kills a guy. And so, um, you know, right there, this weapon, this tool, this, this thing, this, this gun, he utilized it to do harm to somebody and he ultimately ended up in jail for the rest of his life. Um, and so social media is a lot like that gun, right? Because it is, it is a tool. It is a very powerful tool. It is, it is incredibly powerful. It's so powerful in fact that you can reach an audience that is bigger than any stadium in the entire world in a span of minutes, mm-hmm. right? Like you can reach uh, people, you know, like, you know, people are like make a post and they're like, Oh, I only had only had 5,000 people look at my post." only 5,000 views, 5,000 people is a lot of people. And so when you say, like, if you looked at a group of 5,000 people, you're like, holy crap. And now you realize whatever little message you put out has just reached the ears of all these people. And so it's an extremely powerful tool, but it's an extremely dangerous tool. And And so like, not everything is for everyone, but everyone has access to it. And so it's really ultimately up to them whether or not, you know, um, they want to do it the right way, just because you have access to it. My friend, he had access to to purchasing this weapon. he did that doesn't mean that it's he probably shouldn't have had it right and so um that's that's a tough that's a tough thing because it you know the other thing about the social media specifically, in my view it's it's about value. If you're not there providing value, then you probably shouldn't be on it, right? Just utilize it to entertain yourself. But, you know, value is the key, whether that's inf- informational value, educational value, whether that is um, entertainment value, whether you're one of the comedian guys, whether you are, you know, like someone like me, who's just trying to train somebody on something, teach something or inspire somebody, whether you're like somebody like you trying to educate somebody, trying to inform someone, you know, um, you have to provide value. And so if you're not providing value, then you should stay off of it. Now, if you are the individual that's providing value using that platform, then you must think about message that you're pushing out because you know the bigger your page gets the more views you get the more spread you get the more reach you have um the more the more careful you have to be Mm. you can quickly ruin your career you can quickly ruin your reputation you can quickly ruin your life especially as a marine utilizing social media um filming the wrong things you know saying the wrong things saying something racist by accident you know like i say things like like that, that, that back in 2015, were fine, right? So like the term, for example, you know, and this is just an example, but if you were to say something like, oh, your butt hurt, well, that term is, is homophobic now, right? So like those types of things you have to think about mm. because people get offended by that kind of stuff. Um, and so it just depends, man. You have to utilize it as a very powerful tool. You have to recognize it and respect it for what it is. Um, so the answer is no and yes, simultaneously, but it's yeah. up for someone else to decide, not me to decide.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good, man. If you provide, hey, if you just if you're just tuning in, it's pit talk, pulling the pits and opinions. We got Max Dutton coming in from hailing from Florida, the Sunshine State. Now it's not really Sunshine State, but it's definitely sunshine all year round. You know what I'm saying? um But yeah, freaking provide value. If you ain't providing value, use it just to entertain yourself. Don't do anything up but that. You know, because it's it's a dangerous tool. Just like the, the example you did. Wow, that's pretty good. Did you learn that 8412 or what? I like how you compare the social media with the weapon, dog. That's pretty good. Um, what what advice can you uh, give besides, obviously, you know, be very cautious while you use that tool, um, Marines and servicemen, just servicemen in general, pursuing social media influence on active duty?
1: Okay. Um, well, advice, you know, I don't know if I'm in a position to necessarily give it advice, um, but, you know, I, I will say this. Um, number one, be consistent right don't beat yourself down like it takes um, time to 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 grow any type of audience whether it's even just a thousand people like you know a thousand followers like uh it takes time and so be patient with yourself you know uh gary v said it the other day in a post that he had made i was watching one of the things that people do the mistake they make is they try to grow too fast and so because Mm -hmm. they're growing too fast you know they ultimately um stop their growth and so you 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 have to appreciate the process and just take your time be consistent with whatever it is that you're working toward. That's number one. Number two, um, you know, again, be careful about what you do, what you post, right? Be careful about what you say. Um, just, just protect your career, protect yourself. And look like, don't do your, don't, don't look stupid. Okay. Don't look stupid. Like, I, and I, I'll be honest with you. I'm just going to keep it straight. Like there's nothing, nothing that, that irks my soul more than a Marine who will utilize Social media to talk poorly about the Marine Corps, five reasons why you shouldn't join the United States Marines or things I hate about the Marine Corps, or all these things like you're getting paid by the United States Marine Corps right now. All right. And so like whether or not you don't like it or not, like you chose to do this career and you're here. And so like you look dumb by just simply um, badmouthing yourself and your own decisions. And, you know, like you just don't do that. You know, there's. I, I, I'm not. I don't have that much experience in life. But like, when people look at me, you know, the, 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 I'm 30 years old. I'm not super old. I, I, I've had a lot of jobs before the Marine Corps, but I've only had one career. But I will say this: like, I've lived enough life to know that there's nothing easy in this world. Like, I don't care what job you have. There's millionaires right now who are jumping off of skyscrapers. There's people who are giving up everything they own, billions and billions, and they're moving to India to just live amongst the people. Like, there there are people who spent their entire lives doing something and they are depressed. They hate themselves. And so that just goes, that's a testament to tell you that there's nothing in this world that is easy. There's nothing in this world that is, is always nice, always exciting, always fun. And the Marine Corps is no exception to that. Like there's going to be times that suck. That's called life. It just sucks. And so like, just recognize that, you know, like, you know, if you're just bad mouth in the Marine Corps, because you're like, Oh, well the Marine Corps screwed me over the Marine Corps, blah, 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 blah. Like, it's just a wrong approach. So don't do that on social media. Don't utilize social media to do that. Get out of the Marine Corps, make a bunch of money and then talk bad about the Marine Corps and how great you're doing and how bad it sucked, but don't capitalize on the Marine Corps and then talk bad about it. That's the, the other piece. Um, and then I guess like if I were to give one more piece of advice, um, it would, it would be, it would be to, uh, I don't know. I mean, it would be to just, don't be so consumed with, with the likes, with the follows, with the views. Don't be consumed with it. Yeah. Don't be consumed with the haters. Don't worry about what people say. Like if you, if you've been around a block for even just a few minutes, like you can go on my page, look at my comments. People say all types of mean things about me, you know, like don't worry about it. You know, cause when push comes to shove, like I know who I am, you have to know who you are in those environments. Um, and you have to be confident in yourself. Like I, I there's not there's not a single person in this world that can look at me and tell me that I am anything other than what I know myself to be, which I know who I am. And so like you could tell me that I look like this or look like that. Oh, he's got an IP on his fucking his shirt. Oh he you know, he his ribbons, if he only has the ribbons, like he, he's got a small stack, or like uh, you know, oh he, he looks fat here, or oh he's on steroids, or oh he's like, you know, whatever, like he looked like Obama, like, you know, it's just <laughs> stupid things. Like, look. Say what you want, but don't take the hater seriously because yeah. you have to be willing to deal with that. That's a part of the game. And um, that's just what it is. Some people, they they they, they hate. That's what they do. The people who add value, I, I can't think of one person in this world that actually adds value to the world that is you know, doing something useful that is an intelligent person that talks crap about other people Utilizing social media, like, I just can't think about. It's always the people that aren't doing nothing, not about nothing, they ain't got nothing going on. They hate their life, they hate the way they look, they hate their wife, they hate their kids, they hate everything about their life, their job, everything. Those are the people who are on social media commenting, "Oh, you look like this," "Oh, you smell like mm. that," "Oh, you, you're fat, you're skinny, you're ugly, you're whatever." Yeah. Those people are every word that comes out of their mouth, and every word that comes out of your mouth, and my mouth, and their mouths is a direct reflection of who you are. It is a representation of your character. So yeah. be careful. That's
0: good. That's good don't don't freaking be consumed um i know i i was i was we i jumped ahead you jumped ahead a little bit in the questioning and the question was like why did what what did why why did you go eighty four twelve and I already know it was a gold it was a gold name tag i got it easy day so if you want if you want the eighty four twelve experience it's the gold tag with the eglobe and anchor on it yeah that's
1: right, yeah, and you know what the funny story about that is the fun fact those eighty four twelve gold name tags they are only made in one place in this entire country. No way. And that place happens to be in walking distance of my house. <laughs> That's crazy. So I get people all the time. They're like, they hit me up like, hey, God, can, you, you know, can you pick these tags up for me? Like today, for example, I just picked up four gold tags for some people like in North Carolina. But like, yeah, like, you know, it's funny. But fun That's day.
0: crazy. <laughs>
1: so Shout out to All Star giving
0: Yeah. <laughs> eighty four twelve dog like it's not it's not for the faint of heart it's not for everybody it's not for everybody's uh it's not everybody's juice to drink why uh you liked it because it provided you something tangible and you know i have a couple i have the i have the recruiter session one and two because they went over a couple you know and it was it was pretty good and then we had the drone instructor session and we compared the two and we talked trash here and there we when we just i think as a drone instructor previous right i'm not a drone instructor no more but as a previous drone instructor, recruiting, three hundred and sixty five day slay, no holiday, no break, and you know I I get it. That's a that's a different kind of slay that I am w- not ready for. And I mean again, I probably could do it now, but after you know putting all that time in, in an SDA of drone instructor duty, but eighty four twelve dog, that's a whole another world. That's a whole another onion to peel. Like dang, is this like an SDA on top of an SDA? Tell me about it.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, it depends on, on, on the kind of 8412 you are, right? Like, it depends on, it depends on what you, what you're doing, right? Like, um, it, it depends on who you ask. There's going to be a lot of 8411 recruiters who will tell you that 8412s are lazy or, you know, they're, they don't help or they're not good at sales or, you know, they, they picked, they did their job for the wrong reason. They didn't want to go back to the fleet. They and so, you know, that's their experience, and I'm really sad to hear that. And that's another reason why I created my Instagram page as well, is to, to be a voice for those guys to help them maybe, you know, if there are unfortunately leaders that are not um training them the right ways, like at least they can seek guidance through my my Instagram. Um, you know, but for me, I'll tell you what, like it, it is a challenge. When you when you're in an eighty four twelve and you do it right, it's freaking extremely difficult. Um it's extremely difficult, but it's different because uh especially like with you know, I'll just keep it a hundred percent with you, like as a recruiter in eighty four eleven. Um, or station commander, there's nothing more stressful than that. Like, I will, I will just go ahead and say that. Like, I don't feel more stress now as an assistant recruiter instructor than I did when I was a station commander recruiter. I just don't. I'm a better temperament. I got a better mood. I don't have anxiety. Like, I had a lot of anxiety as a recruiter, a lot of anxiety as a station commander. Yeah. It's just a fact. Like, um, and so I mad, 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 mad respect to every single recruiter, every single station commander out there in the streets. Like, thank you for what you're doing because there's nothing easy about what you do. And so, um, as an 8412, what makes my career hard is doing it the right way and following the volume one and volume three and, you know, being able to be uh, a subject matter expert. Like you can't, you have to keep your skills sharp. And so, you know, you have to be able to go into an office, especially as an ARI, you have to be able to go into an office and talk to three, four, five, six Marines who, maybe do not want to be there. They, they don't like their job. They don't like their life. They haven't worked out in a month. They haven't seen their kids, you know, all week. They haven't, you know, been with their wives and done anything special where they are on the wives. Like they don't spend any quality time because they're just drained. Like they're just dead inside. And so you have to go into their office. You have to teach them, inspire them and motivate them. And you have to put the, you know, make, make it easy. You have to make it easy. You have to give them tangible, digestible tips, something that they can take from you right now. Like I need to take this right now, whatever you just said, I'm going to write it down verbatim. I'm going to say it and I need to get a fucking contract out of this. Like, Like that's what they need. And so as an A412, you have to be smart because you have to constantly develop and create ways to communicate with these Marines so that they can absorb what you're saying. It is not enough. Like we must remain to the basics. We must remain to the standard. We must remain systematic recruiting it's a it is it is a necessity but it's it's not enough to only do that you can't go into an office and only preach volume three you can't go into an office and only preach what epm says the volume one says you have to go into an office and say okay this is how you do it for the book now utilizing this i want you to say this do this and x y and z it's going to check all the boxes in there and it's going to make it easy for you give it a shot do a couple of role plays boom 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 right i prepared them All right, I'm going to explain it to him. Now I'm like, before you do it, I'm going to do it. Now I pick up the phone. I make the TC. I show him what it's like to make an engage statement that crushes it, gets mom on the phone. She passes the phone to the kid. You you put so much value, so much emotional sale into it, you know, logical sense and just it makes sense. Come on to the appointment. You set the appointment for the recruiter. Now you try. Now the recruiter can get out there and do it. And now not only that, but he believes you because you showed it to him. So, you know, prepare, explain, show, then you can observe a supervise, um, I think, in, in our training pipeline. Sometimes we we do prepare, explain, observe, supervise. We don't show them how to do it. And that, that's the that's, um, recipe for disaster because you lose your buy-in and you lose your credibility. And when you leave, they're like, yeah, well, why didn't you just show me? That guy doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> and so you got to be motivated. That's bad. You know, so if you're doing it right, it's very hard.
0: Yeah, that sounds like uh, DI duty in a nutshell, honestly, every three months. You know, you're the Bobby, you're the new guy, Nick, the new guy, right? And they're like, hey, you know, prepare, here's the SOP, here's what you can't, here's what you don't do, here's what you don't do, blah, 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 blah. And then they don't show you, they just go, all right, hit it. And then they supervise, and then you fail, and you're like, and then you're getting slayed. You know what I mean? That's it. That's basically what it is every three months uh, until you figure it out, like, wait, why didn't you just tell me I can transfer excel rosters and i have to work 24 hours and i don't get no sleep and this that and the other for you know you know these little badges they got to wear for pt but it, it, anyways that, that's that sucks yeah, especially at recruiting because there ain't no break you know what i mean that's for me it's three months on and i get at least at a minimum during not during summer summer months right but at a minimum 10 days off in between you is not nah, if they don't show you it sounds like if they don't show you you're you're in the suck and it sucks. Well, even
1: if they do, even if they do show you, you're still going to suck in a sense. But like, here's the secret: recruiting doesn't have to be hard. Mm. You have to learn to to understand people. So, like, if you if I was a brand recruiter and I was doing it all over again, and I had to give myself advice on on what to study in order to be an effective recruiter, I would say, Staff Sergeant Dutton. What you need to do is you need to read books about psychology and human psyche. Why do people make the decisions that they make? How does it work? Why do people make these choices? Mm. That's what I would. So books like Laws of Human Nature by Robert Green, 48 Laws of Power, like, you know, anything that he pretty much writes is going to help you with that. Um, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie, right? I want to be able to know how people work. Then I'm going to go ahead and talk about the sales aspect of it. I want to talk about books like, you know, um, Persuasive Communication. I'll talk about books like, covert persuasion. I'll talk about books like how to sell anything, you know, uh, fanatical military recruiting, Jeb Blount, you know, uh, uh, whatever, right. Brian Tracy books, like anything that's going to teach me how to close, right. Uh, Objections that does another book that's a good one. And then if, and then in the third phase of this whole thing is understanding, you know, uh, so we got human nature, we got sales and now we have, how do you approach, right? Like your personality, your tone, you're the way you are. And now we need to dive into self help books, man. Mm. We need to dive into the self help books, not just any the. productivity books, right? So, like, honestly, guys like Grant Cardone, his audiobooks, he self records the audiobook. And so his tonality is amazing. And it's like the way he talks to people and his, like, you know, hey, like, let's get down to business. Like, you want to, you know, and it's like you, you listen to it because you want to listen to the audiobook because you want to listen to how he's talking to people. Yeah. And so when you learn how he's talking to people, you start to adopt some of those, 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 those patterns in his voice, right? Um, you want to listen to, uh, motivational speakers. You want to listen to guys like Les Brown, so you can learn how to tell a story. You want to listen to guys, uh, uh, like Eric Thomas, so you can learn how to raise your voice and motivate your pool and keep them inspired, right? You, you, you want to like figure out how to be a better person, right? So you want to learn how to navigate your world. You want to learn how to, to carry yourself with pride. You want to learn how to dress right. You want to learn how to smell good, right? Like buy the, buy the expensive cologne, buy the expensive cologne, right? Like buy the watch. I get it. I'm a Marine. I'm not supposed to wear a gold watch. I'm a recruiter. Okay. I need to look good. Smell good. I need to be a salesman. Right? Like I'm wearing <laughs> a fucking gold watch. Like, like yeah. you gotta, you got you gotta sauce it up a little bit. And so, you know, you gotta learn how to to do that aspect. Those three things, that's what I would teach somebody. So like, it doesn't have to be hard. Marine recruiters just have to be willing to invest themselves in the craft. And if you can do that, then what happens is your experience on recruiting duty becomes easier Then you'll get selected to be a station commander. This is where things become a lot challenging, a lot more challenging for people because as a station commander, you are responsible for training people to be effective salesmen. That is the primary duty and responsibility of a staff so in CSC is to train your Marines, right? And so, mm. you know, a station commanders are not doing that and they're wondering why is my team failing? Why am I not making missions? Why are we're not gaining momentum? Why are we have no calendar control? Well, it's because you're not training your guys to be absolutely lethal. And it's because you don't know how to lead them, Mm -hmm. You have to learn to lead people in these tough situations. And so that's a different set of skills that you have to start to look into reading, you know, uh, all these, these, the Marine Corps doctrine, right? A lot of infantry tactic books are really helpful with that. You know, like, believe it or not, the infantry tactic books, they relate so heavily to the the fire team that is an RSS, right? And strategy and, 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 and planning, and just like attack, right? Like here's our objective. How are we getting here? Do, do 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 you're doing this, you're doing that, and you're doing this. Let's check back in. Boom, right? Like you're firing on all cylinders. And so like these are things now. You have to exercise that skill set as a mm. leader and as a, a coach and an influencer. And so, you know, people have to recognize the world they're in.
0: Yeah, that's great, dude. That's that's good that's some good stuff. Look, <clears throat> if I could just roll into eighty four twelve, let me know. <laughs> You're already mm-hmm. re- I'm, I'm, you're recruiting me. I'm already in for 13 years. Dang, dude, this is crazy. Um, yeah, yeah. So, do you think, you know, not not that you're you're, you're doing God's work. I'm telling you right now, it God's work. Eighty four twelve careerist. I got it. You're on the streets, twenty four seven, and you're training the street. You're training the recruit recruiters on the street. So it's like a double whammy. You think you're far removed from the troops being an eighty four twelve?
1: When you said the troops, who are you referring to? The recruiters?
0: Not the recruiters, because those are you know. Those are senior, you know, senior sergeants, staff NCOs, right? They're, they're in their, they're in their prime and pinnacle of their career, so they're they're pretty pretty established. I'm talking about GP, you know what I mean?
1: Um, well, I mean, um, in in many ways, yes, and in many ways, no, right? Like, um, obviously, like I'm not having a lot of interactions with the lance corporal, corporal. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not in, I'm not in the, I'm not in the fleet marine force anymore, right? Like, I, I'm not. Um, but, but. You know, I do have um, a lot of influence on that GP because I make them right. Mm. Like, like those 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 poolies that we turn into, you know, Marines. We send them off to to you guys over there at the MCRD, and then they do their thing and they come back on boot leave. They come back on command recruiting duty, you know, and like I, I have a huge influence on those guys. Um, you know, I have a lot of Marines in the in the fleet that, you know, they they follow me, they comment on my stuff, they message me, they shoot me DMs. I like coach, mentor them. So like in many ways, yes, but in many ways, no, because you can also think like as a, um, staff sergeant or a sergeant or a gunny or whatever, like how, how, I mean, how intertwined are you really with like all those Marines anyway, right? Like, yes, yeah, sure. You do formation or barracks inspection, but like you got the corporal, you got the sergeant, you got the staff sergeant and all are before you. And so, um, yes and no, you know, um, now what I say, I'm detached from the, the, um, uh, regular, lifestyle of the Marine Corps 1000%. Like, I mean, dude, just getting a Marine Corps web belt, that's like the right shade of tan is like impossible, right? (laughs) Like like 1000%, you know? Um, and and that's what makes recruiting duty challenging is, is as closely as you can remaining a Marine on recruiting duty. You know, like you have to watch your integrity. You have to watch your back, protect what you earn, like our motto, right? Like you have to, um, constantly keep tabs on yourself. So like, yeah.
0: That's crazy, dog. I don't know. It's it sounds fun. I mean, you, to be honest, if I were to do it again, I would still pick drill and Struck duty. And then here's what let me let me tell you why. I mean, the stuff that you guys learn it's it's way more tangible than just running and screaming and physically fit and, and you just. And then it's just you get a lot more platform experience, right? You get you learn how to communicate. You learn how to talk to people. You know, you talked about it. You know, you got you have to learn yourself. You have to learn people. Then you have to you know learn this. And what makes you tick so that you can, you know how to, for them to tick, right? What do you think is better, IQ or EQ as a recruiter?
1: Um, I've heard that before, but you're going to have to break down for me. What are you talking about in terms of EQ? So what do you
0: I, mean? I I see, you know, you say volume one, volume three. I can memorize that bad boy and I can spit it left and right because I'm I'm freaking, IQ is way above yours because I can memorize those things, right? EQ says, me and you, I don't need that smart Alec, book book thumper right i'd rather you can be relate to me as a person and I'll, i'm gonna listen to you way more
1: yeah okay i'm tracking so i'll tell you give you another example here okay um you know i don't care how strong you are how big your muscles are all right you can only climb the rope so many times with just your arms true or false
0: <laughs> hey that's true
1: right no matter how strong you are man i don't care how much you're benching at the at the gym right you'd be right there and uh uh, at the Quantico Gym or, uh, you know, down in Pendleton, like benching four plates. It don't matter. Big dog. Like, you're going to climb that rope three times with your arms at the end of the O course. And that fourth time, you're not going to be able to get up there. Your hands are going to be cooked. And so it's really similar to that, right? Like, you need both, man. Like, you need to be, you need to be smooth, but you need to be systematic. Like, you have to understand how to let the system do the heavy lifting. You need to understand the why. Um, especially when you, if you become a station commander, like, you, you're not going to be able to just strong arm your way up the rope over and over again. You'll you make mission, but it, you're not going to be consistent, man, right? And so, um, just like anything anything else, right? Like, everything has to be calculated, right? You think about Formula One races. These guys are going around the track. They're going around the track. It's not just about who's pushing the gas pedal further. No, man. Mm. Like, it's it's about tenths of seconds. It's about yeah. turning this fin just a little bit, about dropping the, the front one millimeter, right? It's about getting tenths of seconds each lap to get you through, and that takes calculation. That takes um, thought process that takes planning, right? Like, so like it, it's a mixture of, of EQ and IQ, right? You need to be smart, but you also got to be sharp. Now you, if you're just smart, um, you're not gonna be able to relate to people. And if you're, if you just got that EQ, you just got that swag, that's great, man. But, um, you're, you to be doing business the wrong way. And so, you know, uh, and you're not gonna be able to teach anybody how to do it either. And that's, that's the most important part of our job is like, you know, if you want to excel out here, you got to learn how to, how to teach people what you're doing. Yeah. Okay, so you, that, takes, that takes intelligence. You need to have a system. Even if that system is your own system, fine, but like you need to have something that is repeatable.
0: Yeah, that's crazy, though. Look,
1: <clears throat> I could
0: talk all day about 8412. Uh, you, uh, you said you read all these books, read all these books. You had all these endeavors. You know, it went up and down. Some sexual, some not. Either way, you're not doing it now because you're so thoroughly indoctrinated in the, in the 8412 experience. Um, books. Books, books. Tell me about your book, dog. I know you got a book out there.
1: Let me hear it. Yeah, actually, I, It's funny enough, I actually have like five copies sitting right here, man. Maybe I'll send you one of them. Hey, I read, it was, I read. It's signed copy too. You got a little signature <laughs> on there, right? But uh, yeah, so this book right here is uh, 10, 10 lessons to escape mediocrity and build your dreams. And I'll be honest with you, like this is this is like it's like a picture book, man. Like the words are real big and like you know it, it's nothing <laughs> super. You know what I mean? I just I but again, right? What did I tell you about the piano? Huh. I just wanted to learn how to play it. And yeah. guess what I always wanted to do? I yeah. always wanted to write a book.
0: And you did just it. Just wrote a fucking book. You just did it, and dog. You
1: know, but here's the, here's the kicker, man. This is where I'm going to blow people away. Like, Granted, this book is 100. Page, it's 128 pages long, but it's only about maybe 20,000 words. It's not that long. Like Any real novel is going to be like 50 to 100. Fifty 000 to eighty thousand words. It's a, it's a very short book. Like you could read this book in an hour and a half. You know, <laughs> yeah. You could right, and that's fine though. Because it, but it's valuable, man. It's valuable. It's, it's just value, man. And so, um, you know, for me, it was just about number one writing the book. But then this was before. This was actually I was getting out of the Marine Corps before I can before it became eighty four twelve. Like I, I always wanted to be a twelve, but like there's something. About like the Marine Corps experience, and I was going through like kind of like a midlife crisis, and, and I was like going to divorce my wife, and I was all jacked up. I was like, I hate my life. Like I'm starting over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> was, like, I'm, cutting man. I'm cutting everything, and so I wrote this book, and like you know, I started like uh, working on like my own business, and I started like, and then like one day I woke up, and I'm like, dude, you just you can blow up your own life. And I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, sorry, babe, I love you. You know, like. Hey, I Everything. but um you know this book man um 10 lessons to escape the build of dreams is exactly that nice. it's 10 lessons from my life that that talk about you know what i believe was a secret to um the mental focus that i have i'm by no means uh, a perfect person i make mistakes all the time you know there there's not there's not many people on this earth that can look at me and say i know something about you but there are some people And i'll tell you i'm not a perfect person and so you know i've done a lot of self-development over the years man um my first marriage for example i was a really shitty husband i was a mean husband i was a i cursed i yelled i screamed i intimidated i I was jealous i was all those things man that toxicity of humanity that was me in a nutshell and um you know when when we got divorced and i remember just going into this black hole and um and that's where really my self-development journey started and so you know, I just went through so much, dude, and and I wanted so badly to just turn over a new leaf, turn over a new leaf. And so that book just goes through some of the things that I went through, some of the, the thought process that I had, some of the lessons that I learned along the way. And um, I just wanted to be able to just put it out there and just have something for for people to read. It's self published, it's self edited, it's not anybody to do anything. I just threw it together. And um, here's a kicker, man. How long do you think it took me to write that book?
0: Uh, let's uh, and I'm I'm just gonna throw this out just jokingly, you know, just jokingly. Just don't, you're 84, 12. You know how to communicate? I'd say it probably took you maybe a week.
1: Less it took me three days, man.
0: No, it didn't.
1: it Took me three. Days. I did. I took leave. I took leave. Um, actually, my sergeant major made me take leave because he's like, Done, you're kind of losing it." Dog. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, I was telling him I'm like, Get out of the Marine Corps. He's like, "Yeah, I'm about we do this." how about you take 14 days of leave and on recruiting duty? Yeah. He's like, you take 14 days of leave and just go away. Clear your head. And thank God he did that. Cause that really helped me. But, um, in the the first three days of my leave, I wrote that book, man. That's um, crazy. It took me a little longer to edit it and, stuff and put it together. But, um, it's just, it's look, I want everyone listening to this to know that you can do anything you want to do. You can be, literally anybody you want to be you just have to figure out who already did it and study that person and in a book the same book that i got right here i got the book i take in this book right here so like in the, in the mornings man i um i put all my notes and stuff and like i write all my stuff in here in the morning when i do my like my morning meditations and so develop your plan and study somebody and create actionable goals that you think based off of what you 're observing they did so that way you can just repeat it and do your own thing and just create check marks man and with that process, you can literally do anything in the world it the world is a it's like a it 's like a game dude it 's a video game you mm-hmm. can do anything you just have to start doing it yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, you actually
0: you you, I, you brought two quotes to my mind when when I was listening to you here just a second ago about your experience adversity introduces a man to himself right you were in a d- deep dark place and look at you now right it definitely introduced you to somebody that you never thought maybe you were that was there and or it was there and 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 something you know was a catalyst to you know pop it out like a firework right and the other one is you know you miss all the shots you don't take Right. Wayne Gretzky. Yeah, my man's right. Um and you Every took
1: recruiter is gonna that
0: one. <laughs> Yeah, you're <laughs> right, because look, you you did a book. Look, and everybody I, I everybody I talk to says the same thing. And you could tell everybody you you could tell everybody what you want to do. They're not gonna take it. They ain't gonna copy it and use it. They're not. Because most people won't take that full thirty inch step like Max Dutton does. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And they won't <laughs> do it. And that's something that just like you say, the world is yours, right? I was talking to a guy, I don't know if you know him, but Derek Cahill owns a chocolate company, Wicked Bold, right? Funny, dude, funny, dude. Check it out if you ever get a chance and you got some time. Dude, great character, man. And he says, dude, I don't even sell, I don't advertise nothing. I don't market nothing, nothing to do with my chocolate, nothing, it just sells. Why? Because just like you say, I build myself as a, myself is the brand. I'm the brand, right? If people like me, they're going to buy stuff from me, right? But if they don't like me, they won't buy anything. And all I do is tell people to F off. This is him, right? He's he's a parenting slash chocolate seller, right? But he tells parents to F off, basically. He talks about his kids, a real world transparent honesty experience. And he's, he makes a joke about it uh, because he knows that that struggle is relatable to everybody else with kids. But he just makes yeah. a joke about it, and everybody loves it because it's a co- comedians' right ha- way of. For us, we laugh about it. For us, it's funny. If I'm in the suck with you, Max, and it's funny, it's not gonna be as bad. If I can laugh about it, it's not gonna be as bad. And so, right. those are the two quotes that you brought up to me man, that just came to my mind. Like, what can you tell me or tell others? that want to do what you do and that are struggling right now, if you could have the the floor is yours, man, this is tell, tell them what you, what you can offer them. Hey, look here, this is this, if this, you have one chance to give advice, Max, give it to them.
1: Okay. Number one, cut out the bullshit, Hmm. cut out the time wasting stuff, cut out the video games, cut out the mindless TV, the mindless scrolling, like, take the time to enjoy yourself and to, to, to decompress. Like, yes, okay, fine. But like, don't, 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 don't get invested with that kind of stuff. Like cut it out. First of all, you have to make time in your schedule, make time in your life. Um, number two, find the thing that you want to do and give it 100%, give it everything you got. Like just be about that. Make that your hobby, make that your hobby. Um, number three, stop complaining,
0: Hmm.
1: stop complaining about why it's so hard or why life's not fair or like why this or why that stop talking about people. Stop, stop bringing others down. Stop, just stop, just focus on yourself and and focus on your goal. And, you know, like work on your goal. You know, they say that, uh, like people, you know, stupid people talk about people. And so don't talk about people. Don't talk about like, just focus on your goal. And, and, and then just drive toward it and and realize one thing, nobody is going to do it for you. Nobody cares. Like when push comes to shove, you got your life and you're either going to make it or you're not going to make it. No one's going to lift you up. No one's going to make you feel good about it. No one's going to tell you that it's good. You'll know it's good. And you'll know it's not good when people don't care and, you know, or they do care and that's it. And so like, nobody is going to do the work for you. The same thing applies to your dream, your project, your goal, your business, your body, your mind. Nobody can do the push up for you. Nobody can do the pull up for you. Nobody can can stop stuffing the food in your mouth. Nobody can to pick up the pen for you. Nobody can. Nobody can do that shit. It's up to you. And so you either do it or you don't do it. And guess what? For me, it doesn't affect me. Because it's not me, it's you. And so, yeah. like, remember that. And yeah. so, like you know, and, and sometimes that can be a dark place to be in. Mm. Sometimes that can be a dark place. But again, don't feel sorry for yourself. Who cares? Like, suck it the fuck up and <laughs> get your shit together and yeah. get what you want. That's it, man.
0: That's good. If you're just tuning in, you just got the best part of the whole thing. I mean, the whole thing's good, but hey, suck it the f up. That's gonna go on my shirt. I'm cursing too much. Oh no, yeah, dog. This is your this is your show. I'm just providing the platform. Everybody needs to know what you know, dog. And and this yeah. session, I've learned a lot. Your brand, your marketing, your your tool, right? I'm definitely not gonna steal it, but I'm gonna I'm gonna, you know, DM you. What's up, Max? Hey, counsel me, coach me real quick. I know you gave me last yeah. week a couple, you know, tricks to the trades, and I appreciate that. I really do. You were you were honest with me, and nobody took the time. And we barely know each other. You know what I mean? Like, we haven't known each other that long, and we've been texting back and forth. You know, I call you here and there, and and I message you on social media. And I don't, you know, I don't know Max like that. I don't peel the onion back like that. But I know what you have offered me already in the small time that I've known you. And I really appreciate it, dog. Because nobody else, besides, obviously, besides my wife, you know, she's pretty transparent with me. You know, she sounds like God. They kind of sound the same. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it, besides her, you have been pretty transparent, and, and I can name a couple others. You know, Jeremy, shout out. He helps me out all the time. He, he takes my phone calls at whatever time. and But for you, dog, it would take the time to, you know, that one second. It, would, it didn't take you like five seconds. He just said, hey, look, I've been there. Here's my advice to you. And I said, right. what the frick? I started. Cry- I started crying for a couple of days. I started eating buckets of ice cream. I'm like, dang, dude, Max just hit my heart, hit, hit my soul hard. He stabbed me hard with that bar. and um, but I appreciate it, dog. It made me realize, like, hey, I probably should try this again, try this again, and and thank you for the inspiration because you know sometimes you do need it. Sometimes you know I I I do need it. I again, I don't. I do this for my mental health. I talk to people like you. I talk to people in the Army, Air Force, Navy. And they all provide me the same type of insight. Like, hey, look, this is my experience and I want to help others out. And that's all I want to do is help other people out, man. And you're doing that by the Dunton experience, so I appreciate it. Um, if they want to DM you, if they want to, you know, they need coaching from Max, where can they reach you at, dog?
1: Yeah, you know, um, uh, you, I, I so I answer every single DM uh, that's worth answering, right? So, like, if, as long as you're not hating on me, like I'll, I'll respond. Um, so I actually coach people uh, all over the place, coaching calls from random people I have never met. And you know, uh, I had a CD armory today. Like I walked into the office I was going up to in Delray Beach, and he's like, oh, "Is it you?" You know, it's like he's like, "Can I can I message you?" Like you know, so like just hit me up on social media, hit me up on Instagram. Um, I, I'll respond to all your comments, uh, every comment I respond to, every every DM I respond to, hit me up, I'm there for you, 100. I don't care, I got the time. There's always time.
0: There's always, always time.
1: Just don't hate on me because. If I start talking, if I start talking, I'll cheat you. Up. Like I, I will get you to,
0: to look at yourself. Hey, easy. Hey, just, I'm me, easy, Max. Easy, Max. I'm just here. I'm just here, dog. I'm I'm in your world. You Take it nice. easy. I'm a
1: nice guy, just be nice to see me. Like I really am. Like just be a nice, nice to see me. Make me. Turn on that shit. You know that's what's
0: up, dog. Hey, I appreciate again. I appreciate you taking the time of your busy schedule. It finally synced, and and you know I'm humbled and I'm 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 grateful that. In the presence of greatness, dog. 8412. That's what's up. God's God's work, homie. Someone's gotta do it because it ain't gonna be this guy. I'll tell you that right now. Um Hey, ladies and gentlemen, if you just tuned in, tune in from the very beginning, pit talk pulling pits and opinions. Uh ladies and gentlemen, have a good night. And we out. out your prep time, time at magazine of 15 rounds, make it conditional one weapon. Is the line ready? The line is ready. Shooters firing five rounds in a time limit of 60 seconds. Stand by, contact. Stand, stand by, contact. This is a podcast featuring active service members to discuss their thoughts and opinions on various issues surrounding military life, current events, and issues. The statements heard here are the opinions of its members and guests. These do not necessarily reflect the views of the Department of and are not endorsed or sponsored in any way. Listener, viewer, discretion device.